This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to This Day in History, a podcast dedicated to examining history from a standpoint of determining which event on any given day had the greatest impact on our lives. Now your host, Tony Hubert and Armand Kachigian. Well, all right, we have a rather uh, special edition today. Uh, yes, uh, Tony Hubert, our, our regular uh, peon and surf, uh, is not available. He's, for some reason, he decided to uh, put pelf and uh, greed and avarice ahead of cerebral pursuits and uh, academia <laughs> and uh, he's not going to be with us today so and you know he he has a kind of a distasteful uh, habit of expressing his opinion uh, oh yeah yeah I, I try to discourage that right so right. well i tell everett all the time opinions are irrelevant you know i mean everyone has one but they're completely irrelevant my opinion well, i don't mind having else. one he just has multiple opinions oh, right, I, right. i'll grant him one opinion per show that's it <laughs> this guy so they're not like assholes you know they're more like uh with him they're more like e coli on your asshole you know he's got millions so yeah. anyway and they're all progressive and they all stink all right, anyway so he's not here to defend himself that's why i like to attack oh, yeah. uh it's this day in history our listeners know got a great note from a a, a friend of ours uh from canada yeah yeah very nice very nice note so uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Monroe, I believe his name is. What, like an email? Uh, well, a text or, oh, or right, a Facebook. Right. Oh, good deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we have some very say, enlightened. Armand, I love the show. I yeah. love you. I want your body. Something oh, wait, like, wait. well, no, no. Some, something. <laughs> he liked my P, on oh, PC okay, approach. Right, right. Yeah. And listen, I don't have a problem with that hey, either. You know what? A lot of people Any say males fantasizing over me. You have my the, permission. That's the appeal uh, a lot of people say to um, Surreal Talk as well is because we just don't hold punches. You know, non-PC is yes. apparently what everyone wants to hear anymore. Right. Well, I was going to say, we have Eric from Surreal Talk, and we've got a couple surreal things to discuss today, I think. Since oh, Let's yes. start off with Friday the 13th. It Are sure you aware is. of what the history of this is and why uh, it's a gloomy day and... Uh, why it's unlucky? I actually beyond the movie genre, you know the the horror. How many do they make? I mean, oh. that, those are legion. Friday the Thirteenth. There was okay, so there was eight regular. Eight, eight, so <laughs> okay. you, had, you had Friday the Thirteenth, one, two, three, four, regular five, six, seven, installments. And eight. Yes, then you had Jason X. Oh my god, which okay. was uh, Jason in space. Then you had <laughs> Freddy versus space. Jason, which really? was another. Didn't one. want them go to hell. Jason goes oh, to hell, right. being I'm... the final one. Oh okay. Yeah, uh, so what? did they make thirteen? Have they there made? Have they reached another one? I don't think that they made thir- they made I don't think they made 13. Wow. You know what? Somebody got was it Halloween maybe? One of them reached 13, I believe, oh, yeah. right? The, that magic number. Them. Okay. Yeah, Halloween's got a bunch of installments. Um I think what what I from what I've read the the number 13 is con- considered unlucky. Now these are religious, I guess, because there were 13 members at the last supper. Uh, and we know how that turned out. Right. And then uh, apparently Jesus was crucified on a Friday. So that's why you know, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, you have these triskaidekaphobiacs. Well, uh, I wonder if that has anything to do with like you know, so the thirteen bloodlines, the royal bloodlines, you know, from the old ancient world that all descend now down into the British monarchy. And uh, would and, that be uh, unlucky though? I, well, I don't no, know. I guess no. What I'm saying, just the, the number, the correlation in thirteen. You yeah. Know what I mean, there was thirteen original bloodlines or whatever that they, you know, they all the Scottish kings and the and the European everybody came from. I believe was the thirteen blood different. Interesting. Bloodlines. Okay. Yeah. So well, I, I don't know. how about the? Well, there were well, there were only twelve. Uh, Weren't there 12 Israeli uh, or 
Oh, yeah, you're talking about the Hebrew tribes, right? Right, the t- tribes of uh, Israel, yeah, yeah 12, yeah. right. What are they, Asher? They're like, oh, they used to know a few really of them. Reuben, yeah. in there, yeah. Uh, anyway, so it is Friday the 13th. Uh, what What is the most number of Friday the 13th you can have in a year? Two. Three. Three. Yeah, then you can have three. Yeah, if you have February and Mar- if you have February, you have March, of course, and then you uh-huh. get one more. So right. the most. But I don't remember having one in October, which is of course traditionally the spooky That's, yeah, the month. scary one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, What's I your don't favorite know. horror movie, by the way? Oh man, I got so many. I really like Thirteen Ghosts, the new one. Have you seen the new no. version of Thirteen Ghosts? Now I know this There's is an old. Yeah, yeah I've seen the old one. Yeah. Now the the new one, it's got uh, the guy from that played Monk on that on that TV series, Tony Shalhoub. He's yeah, in, yeah. Uh, Fantastic movie. Matthew Lillard's in it. Scary as all hell. Is that on our site? We I have think, a little. Oh, okay, I'll check it, it out. Oh, no, it is. I requested that probably. Right, eight your brother ago. put it on. Good. It is. Yeah, yes. He's pretty responsive about that sort yes, of thing. Yes, he is. That's a, that's a very good thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, so it is. Awesome. Uh, I gotta, we got to get the omen. I keep getting on him for that. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are very good. Those are scary. Uh, man, you know what? We just watched another scary movie. I had my wife had never saw it before. Now because of the it, it coming out in theaters, the you know uh, the, the new version. Yeah, right. Well, they had the original three-hour right. Stephen King made-for-TV movie. Oh wow! You never I seen saw that? It? No, oh, I've no, seen that either. In, like the '80s, that was oh my god, so scary! Great movie. Three we, hours oh, on TV? Yeah. Huh? Well, see now they released it in two parts. The first part was the kids, where they were kids. The second part was the adults, which is how they're gonna. Uh, do the movies that just came out too? So the first, the it movie that just came out is first of two parts. It's where it's where the people are kids and they're being terrorized by the clown, and the second part will be where they're adults and being terrorized by the clown, which is the same way with the '80s one. You know, it, it, the clown tor- terrorized them as kids in the first installment, and the second one, and they were adults. They had to come back and defeat it. It was a very good movie. How do you like uh, the thing? Thing from outer space. Uh, Remember that one? They're out no, in the I Arctic. So. Well, they may have remade it with uh, Kurt Russell. But uh, the original, the thing from outer space, they're uh-huh. they're in the Arctic and they're caught. You know, they're scientists and they're in this like alien land. It's pretty good. Really, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh yeah, you'd like it. The 1982 remake's pretty good too with really? Kurt Russell. I like Kurt uh, Russell. Well, let's see. Now we're going to go back in history a little bit here. I I've got. Uh, well, I don't have a year for this. Damn it! Do you have it in front of? What year was Claudius poisoned? Uh, uh, well, yeah, you're, be, you're, which, you're which would be our Nero? It would be, yeah. Well, um, it was Nero's um, mother. October thirteenth, yeah, fifty four. Fifty four A.D. or fifty four uh, A.D. He was A.D. BC or a common era C.E. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now you know much about? Have you read I Claudius by Robert Graves or even seen the the? the um, you know they made a uh, series on PBS I with uh, Derek Jacoby. I did not know that. It says that he was poisoned by his wife. Oh How yeah, yeah. This guy. Well, yeah, oh, oh yeah. Let me. This guy's got quite a history. This is his fourth wife, and oh. the guy struck out every time. Uh, you know, his first couple wives he divorced, um, but his third wife was Messalina. Now, I don't know if you know about this gal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she used to have contests uh, with the local prostitutes to see who could have the most men. You know, in, oh, in a day. Really? Oh yeah, she was. She was quite a nymph, portrayed wow. by Susan Hayward in the movie uh, Demetrius and the Gladiators. But, uh, yeah, Messalina is actually proverbial for a, a woman of very low morality. So, anyway, she actually just married one of her lovers while she's still married to Claudius, and Claudius had enough, he, yeah, so he had right. her killed. So he married, that was Messalina, wife number three. Then he marries Agrippina, wife number four. And she's not much better. Um, he's got a son, Britannicus, who's going to take over. Mm-hmm. Well, Agrippina's got a son, not by him, Nero. She wants him to take over. So, well, this has got to come to a head, right? So anyway, she's going to poison the guy. It's interesting about who actually poisoned him, too. I think he had a, uh, I think he had a poison taste. They all had tasters, right? 
Well, apparently she bribed the taster or whatever. Uh, Lucasta, I believe, was no. Lucasta was his poisoner because uh-huh. you know every every good emperor. Now, do you know how he became an emperor? By the way, no. He's he's Claudia. He was um, Caligula's uncle, and he's just this doddering, drooling idiot. I mean, everybody thinks he's a retard. Claudius. Yeah, Claudius. Right. So when they killed Caligula, which was would have been, well, let's see, he ruled for about fourteen years. He was what, what year was this? This was forty four. So this would have been thirty. Yeah. I think it was 30 uh, uh, common era and the Praetorian guards kill Caligula. Well, they find him. He thinks he's had it. So he's like cowering behind a drape and uh, you know, the Praetorian guard find him and say, wait a minute, this guy's perfect. He's, he's a complete, he's a complete idiot. Right. He's, the, uh-huh. he's great. This is great emperor material, you know? So they make him emperor. Gosh, the, 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 you know, relation to now today's president. Gosh, doesn't that mean <laughs> I was, I was going, waiting for the this uh, guy? R- bring him on. Yeah, we want and, him. And uh, and then uh, Bill Clinton could be the modern day uh, Messalina, yes. if he had he been you know first man, <laughs> first gentleman. So anyway, yeah, they they, they make him emperor, and uh, he's actually not too bad, really, because he's really? a lot of this was just phony. And I think they think he had cerebral palsy, which is Shit. you know a motor neuron problem. It's not right. you know you're, you can still think and everything. Your your brain's normal, even though he did like I said, he tended to and shake and drool. But anyway, so he's married to this uh, Agrippina, and she says, look, I want this guy poisoned because I want my son to be emperor right. instead of his son. So, uh, yeah, so th- he's got a court poisoner, which, like I said, every good emperor has one. Anyway, she bribes him to boy- poison him, but he's taster. Now, they gotta pay- they got to bribe him, too, because he's got a taster. He's not stupid. Oh, yeah. He's not entirely dumb. So, anyway, somehow they poison some mushrooms. He eats them. It doesn't really kill him. So then they then they bribed the doctor to come in, who I think was Xenophon, I believe, was his doctor. He said, listen, get rid of this guy, will you? So he gives him a poison enema, and uh, that just about ends it. Yeah, that's God, that's horrible. Isn't that nice? Dies writhing in agony. You know what? Yeah, you're dying on the table, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick some poison up your ass. I think, uh, Finish the job. Yeah, according to Suetonius, wow. I think his second wife was pregnant, and uh, Claudius, uh, you remember the... Remember the um, who was it? Was it Athena that came full blown in armor from uh, Zeus's forehead? Remember that myth? Uh, was it Athena? Yes, she would. I think it was Athena, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it, yeah, it had to. Well, be. Well, Athena was god of beauty. Maybe it wasn't. No, it was, was it Aphro- it Aphrodite? Aphrodite was god of. Was it not Aphrodite, the god of war? Uh, no. She, well, I thought she was god of beauty too. Well, god of war in Roman is Mars. Yeah, that's. Um, what woman was it? I'm, I'm going to think it was. I think it was Athena. Right I think it in full armor came out of his forehead. Anyway, so Claudius thinks, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. So he tries to cut the fetus out of his wife with a sword and bring a full – that didn't work wow. out. So that's, I think that's how the second wife uh, kind of bit it. Yeah, that didn't work too well. Like I said, consult Robert Graves' book, I, Claudius. It's, it's pretty good. Um, and he also made a, a sequel, Claudius the God. So I like spending a lot of time on Claudius. You like Claudius, huh? Yeah, and then um, I've got uh, next the one I want to discuss. It was Athena. Athena, okay, right. It was Athena. Yeah, okay, we're there. right. Um, the Whirlpool Galaxy, d- discovered by a Messier, you know this Frenchman who was the first to kind of uh, lo- uh, log all these uh, astronomical bodies, which I think Messier one is the Andromeda Galaxy. Really? Yeah, that's number one. Uh, anyway, they this renamed is, it. I guess. Uh, well, he—I I don't he think named he named it, it but he—he he know what he's looking at. He uh, does some kind of nebula or something, you know. But that was what he called, you know, Messier number one. The nice thing about this whirlpool galaxy is, you know, like when we see galaxies, if you see it end on, it looks like a line. Well, this one's face on, so we call it as a spiral galaxy. Right, right. And this helped kind of, you know, uh, 
uh, delineate these types of galaxies. You got barbell galaxies, whirlpool galaxies, irregular galaxies. Now, the and spiral all these... ones are called accretion disks, or, or no, no? Well, a, an accretion disk is uh, in a black hole. Uh, that's that's the disk that comes from all this stuff coming in so fast ah, that so a lot of it gets blown out because you know, and that's the accretion disk around the. Uh, oh. And there's, I, I think, also uh, not only is accretion, and that's that's the protoplanets too, you know, like around these, uh, the sun had an accretion disk. That's a spinning um, uh, matter that's accreting, and and that's what the planets eventually. Form out of form, okay, right. yeah, so, okay, so early, early galaxies, yeah, be proto, like. proto galaxy, or proto uh, solar systems, etc. That's the accretion awesome. disk. Awesome. Um, let's see. So the whirlpool. That's kind of interesting. Uh, the birth of the navy today. Did you know that? The birth of the navy. The continental today? navy. Yeah, I think oh. I guess it was seventeen seventy five. Yeah, first U.S. Navy forms in yeah. uh, Continental Congress orders yeah. construction of a naval fleet. Uh, John Adams was behind this. He, you know, a lot of people thought this was ridiculous, you know, but, uh, I think at the time we had like two ships, that was our Navy and yeah. then we better get some more. So they ordered, I think 13 frigates. Ridiculous. Yeah. Man, imagine that strongest Navy in the world, We're, you know, America right and now. And they're taking on Britain at that time. Right. So, but you know, we lucked out. The British were busy, you know, fighting Europe. Naval warfare was like with the types of ships that they had back then, and then like you know how much it's changed. Like naval warfare now, you know, you try to shoot a couple uh, torpedoes under the water, blow the hull, you know. But back then, you had cannons. But do you think we need? uh, I mean, a lot of people say we don't need these surface ships at all. I mean, they're like sitting ducks for you know aircraft. You mean like battleships like that? Well, Well, those have been outmoded for years. But yeah, even them, you know. Uh, but have you seen those like new destroyers? They look like a wedge. Yes, Man, amazing yeah. those things. I think I yeah, have too. That the ones that come with rail, they have rail guns on the deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. kinds of wild equipment. Those I think you know, they're not impervious. They're pretty impervious to you know air air attack, but like a. I don't know, man. A, well, they got those carrier? lasers now that are mounted on the on Navy ships too. That that just can like just blast drones out of the sky, jets out of the sky. They're like pretty gnarly, from what I understand. But do you think? Uh, I mean, I've always been a, a I'm a submarine guy. I think oh, you yeah. know that's part of our triad, and I don't know those aircraft carriers to me. We seem like you could get everything done you need to with a submarine in the water, uh, with the exception of aircraft carriers carrying your your, right. your planes close to the battle. You know what I mean? With the exception of that, it seems like submarines would be able to do everything that you need, right? Well, I think I agree with that. Plus, I don't know how much an aircraft carrier is now. Eleven billion or so. I don't know how much yeah, they. They're, they're unbelievable. Insane. Yeah, I, th- I think that I, I, I read something. And I'm, I know I'm going to fuck this up. That um, America has 11 or 12 aircraft carriers or something like that. Yeah, each that. one has a fleet, I believe. And and then the next closest country has two, and that's China. China, yeah. Two. Pretty close, yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two. Are we going to have another midway? or We're not going to anyway. I, right. I, I, well, that's the question. That's why it? we're bullies. That's why America's a bunch of bullies, <laughs> because we got the shit to be bullies. Consul- consult uh, Surreal Talk. <laughs> for that sort of thing. Right. I still want to have that uh, show on uh, Council of Foreign Relations. Oh, I do. Everett so, hates it, but I, I love talking about those, the CFR. Yeah, yeah those that's, guys, That's man. all crooked, man. That yeah, whole deal. the Skull and Bone Society and those guys. Anyway, uh, our, our listeners are familiar with that. Um, Texas ratified their yeah, state what do you constitution got? today, 1845. What? Their so, state constitution? Yes. Yeah, they would have been. When did they achieve statehood? Because, I mean, um, they had the, the country, Texas, you know, and then we annexed them. Um, same kind of thing with California. They had, the, you know, the Republic of California, which is still on the flag. You know, basically, these are these are uh, their way of getting annexed by 
annexed by the United States. December 29th, 1845 was when Texas became a state. So that's going to So be they would have been the Republic of Texas, I guess, at that time. Uh, yeah, 1845. Well, no, I mean, that's what it said. Texas ratifies the state constitution. It didn't actually give me a, a specific date. It just says 1845, but that's the same year they became a, yeah. a state. Statehood, yeah. Yeah, so. 1845. I got some births today, too. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, uh, Rudolf Virchow. No, no. This guy's, uh-uh. guy's a, if, if you went to medical school, you would. This guy's the father of, my, of pathology. Oh, you really? know these autopsies they do? Let's see, I got a date on him. He was born 1828. They still use the same technique. I don't know how he got around to it, but I remember. Yeah, where you make your incisions and you do your autopsies and all this stuff. So he was, uh, and he's also got what we call Virchow's triad, which is um, hypercoagulability, um, epithelial damage, and stasis, I believe. It's anything, these these are factors that predispose you to getting emboli. Thromboemboli. Okay, you know, so epithelial blood damage clots. is skin or, or is uh, the cells well, there is some skin? in your skin, but there's also epithelial lining of your vessels. So on the in, inside of your arteries uh-huh. and veins, there's epithelial tissue. So uh-huh. damage or uh, any kind of uh, problems with that can lead to clotting. And you know, you throw an embolism and you're there dead. It is. Yeah, it's game over. Yeah, yep. Man. That's one of the few. I think there's like four causes of instant death. Myocardial infarction, stroke, trauma, and embolism. Those are the biggies. Uh, those, are, those are the ones that kill you like that. horrible. Embolism. Em- you know isn't that I mean? good? Just yeah. Horrible. Well named, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Emboli. I mean, microemboli. So anyway, that's Virchow. It's his birthday. This day in history, 1902, United States President Theodore Roosevelt threatened to start using Army troops to work the coal mines struck since 12 May. So they were on a uh, five-month strike. And uh, that brought the owners of the coal mine to agree to a yeah, well, yeah, commission by arbitration. Listen, so. Teddy Roosevelt never met a war or a <laughs> scuffle or a battle he didn't want to get into. Right. Uh, we talked about him. Remember, he was pawn of the House of Morgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Trustbuster. Well, Definitely. check out the trusts he broke up. None of them had anything to do with the House of Morgan. Oh, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Read, uh, in fact, I just bought it on Kindle because I want to reread it. Uh, the Progressive Era by Murray Rothbard. Everybody's 700 got an agenda, pages, man. 700 pages, but well worth the effort. Yeah, he just excoriates Teddy Roosevelt and Woodrow Wilson. So I have another one. Yeah, but, um, go ahead. But it's going to follow up by a question. Oh, so, so please yeah, do. And I'm pretty sure that you'll know this. Uh, 1924, October 13th, 1924. All right, what happened? Mecca falls without a struggle to Saudi forces led by Abdulaziz Ibn Saud. I, yeah, Ibn Saud. What Saud, exactly yeah. is Mecca? That's city. That's the city, city? city of Mecca okay. in the middle of, yeah, and that's, of course, the holy city for uh, Muslims. Right. The Kaaba and all that there, they make the, yeah, I think every Muslim is enjoined to make one pilgrimage at least during his lifetime. Oh, you have to go to right. Mecca, huh? Right, to see the birthplace, I guess, of Muhammad. So, yeah, and Ibn Saud, that's why we call it Saudi Arabia. Ibn Saud, okay. Yeah, that's why it's Saudi Arabia. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, House of Saud, yeah. And we've talked about that, too, like after World War I. Because what happened was the Arabs, which is kind of a – just kind of a broad term. Have you ever seen Lawrence of Arabia? Uh, no. Oh, check that out. we got to get that on our collection. But anyway, Peter O'Toole's T.E. Lawrence, who fought for the British against the Ottomans uh, in World War I. And he meets these guys and says, listen, the Arabs got to get it together. And like Anthony Quinn and Omar Sharif, they're saying, what the hell's an Arab? <laughs> You know, these are just a bunch of tribes. Right, right. They don't know what they, you know, to call them Arabs is like calling Americans, you know, Americans. And there's all kinds of us. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, a collective term that didn't have any any uh, any kind of parallel. 
And then the British, so anyway, he promised them a lot of things, such as self-government, you know, kick the Turks' ass, and you guys can govern each yourselves. I don't know. And didn't give it to oh, him? No, well, he tried, but the British and the French had other ideas, you know, and they made Transjordan, and they made him, and Winston Churchill kind of just sat at a, at a table and drew a line here. You know, oh, that looks like a good boundary for a country. I heard he was a real asshole, old Winston yeah, Churchill. Yeah, he's not I heard, my favorite. I heard he had did some real suspect stuff. In yeah, he's life. he's another guy that loved to fight, loved a war, uh, conquered a lot of Africa. I believe yeah, right. yeah, well, fought in the Boer War and got, got, kind of stumbled and got caught. He wasn't real bright down there, he, right? Yeah. They said, "Look, you're taking a train into Boer country. That's not a good idea." I'll be all right. Well, they captured him. So, and then he got away. And well, we have pictures of him, so he's much uh, deified in this office, but not by me. Anyway, so uh, that what were we talking? Oh, Ibn Saud. We've had Saudi Arabia. Um, Got anything else you'd like to discuss? I've got pretty much my Navy. You know, speaking of that, I've got something about it was interesting. The first use of a modern Hebrew conversation. Have you seen this? No. 1887. Uh-uh. Is that on your list? No. Uh, I don't I don't believe so. Yeah. Let me look again. I, I assume this is, I, I don't know. I mean, I was trying to read into this a little bit. Uh, I assume most Jews speak Yiddish, I thought, which I, I guess they, they uh, a lot of people want to re- revert back to speaking the ancient hebrew really Uh, yeah i'm not jewish so i don't know what exactly although i'm a big advocate of you know israelis uh uh, and i'm a big pro israel israel fan but i was just wondering about that in 1887 it's part of the zionist movement i guess yeah you know uh and that's interesting because i was just reading you know lenny bruce's birthdays today can you can you define zionism for me zionist well zionism is uh the uh at that time, back around the turn of the 20th century, um, the 19th century, uh, was um, a movement to return, you know, for uh, the diaspora. The, you know, the Jews were spread all over. The Romans right, right. spread them all over. They called the diaspora uh, to uh, have an Israeli homeland and to have um, a common language and a common country. So that was the movement. I think the father of it was... Uh, Herzl, I think the guy's name, Chaim Herzl. Britain finally granted them that in 1948, right? By giving them the well, Israel. that was the UN. Oh, okay, mean, yeah, okay, yeah, UN. Britain, that's right. The inter- we've we've discussed this on the show. It's an interesting thing. During World War One, uh, things were looking weren't looking real good for the Allies. So 1915, um, almost 30 percent of the the shells these guys are using in artillery are duds. They're not exploding. What? That's not good. No. Yeah, you're firing all this out artillery. Horrible. Yeah, almost 30, 30, 40% of them don't even blow up. So Chaim Weissman, who is a chemist in England, develops a cordite, um, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the blasting cap ah. on, the, on, the, on the artillery shell. And this works. And now you're down to like 6% that aren't working. So it's great. Sweet. Yeah, that's definite improvement. <laughs> right. So Arthur Balfour, who's uh, Interior Secretary, uh, I don't know what they, maybe that is what he's called, um, says, hey, this is great. Thank you. What can we do for you? He says, well, that's easy. I want a homeland for my, my people. He's a Zionist. And, uh, and Balfour says, well, that's not a bad idea. How, how about uh, Uganda? No, no, no. We don't want Uganda. No. How about Madagascar? No, 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 no. We'll pass. Somewhere a little closer to home, like, you know, like, Israel, you know, Palestine. So, okay, go ahead, take it. And that was called the Balfour Declaration. The Balfour Declaration. Right, and that's where all Jews can come back to Palestine. after the, This is 1918, the war's over, we win, you know, or the British win, and to show their uh, homage, to pay their homage to them, 
settle in in Palestine. You can have it because basically at that time it's a desert anyway. There's right. Nobody so, there. so there was no there was no civilization or no settlements there or anything like that. Some, but you know, like like it's a desert. There's really nothing there. And the Israelis brought in irrigation and and they actually made the land into something arable and something livable. Right. Then the Palestinians got and the Palestinians now they then they want it. Yeah. yeah, they weren't all that pissed off, but the other Arabs were pissed off, and uh, they got mad. Yeah, because the Israelis were pretty much that you can live with us, no big deal. And then they had 1948, they actually partitioned it. There were two countries, yeah. Israel and Palestine. No, no, we don't want that either. So they fight a war. Yeah. And we've had nothing but trouble ever since. Now, historically, don't um, Jewish people and um, Muslim people not get along at all? Like, that's sort of like. I think the actual root of all this is, uh, I think it goes down to, and I'm not an expert by any means, but I believe it's Abraham. Remember him? Oh, yeah. Out of Abraham. Abraham married uh, Sarah. He's going to play that game on top of Mount Sinai called Bernie Bernie Cut Cut, right? With his son. <laughs> that was and Jacob, they, wasn't it? Yeah, and then God was, came down and yeah, stopped that him. Was Jacob. Yeah, This is Abraham. Abraham's son. Abraham's, what well, was the father, right? Right. Well, yeah, by, by Sarah. Jacob was the son. Right. Uh-huh. He's wrestling with the devil and all that stuff yes. on the top. Yeah. Okay, that's Abraham's son. But he had a concubine, Hagar. I did right? not know. And he bangs Hagar. And from them, from Hagar, come the Arabs. Wow. So that's the whole, I mean, if religiously, if you want to begin all this, right, the right. problem is, you know, because, uh, you know, Jerusalem's a holy city in uh, Muslim religion, too. Is it? Now, yeah. see, I didn't yeah, know Abraham, that. Yeah, because Abraham's the father of the, the Muslims, too. So they basically have something in common. But it's the children that are the problem. Isn't it funny how everything can get so messed up? Like, you oh, know, like yeah. Abraham's is, is a big, you know... Um, a big person in Christianity, and he's right. also a big. He's a patriarch person. in both religions. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and and I and I hear. Um, I don't know how true this is, but Muslims also believe in Jesus. They just don't believe that he was. He's the a son prophet. Of God. Yeah, he's you another know, he was, prophet. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, and and mm-hmm. it's just crazy. So like. Maybe there was an original story somewhere, well, and then got, it broke up, and now right. it's all. Well, over they've the got all these place, other. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of you know um, Muslim sects too, because you know Muhammad had S- Sunnis and Shiites. Yeah, they have all, like and, and there's more than that, you know, and and the, because Muhammad, I don't know how many children and grandchildren, and these are all breaking off, and so they've been fighting amongst themselves too. Wow, as you know, as Christians right. do too. Of oh course. yeah, no. That's, that's some of the worst stuff is religion, you know what so, I mean? Oh, yeah. All, what, how sorry, many not, wars to offend, have been not to offend, but yeah, more, more more people have died in the name of religion than I believe in anything anything else. Nationalism ever. and religion. That's yeah, oh, nationalism, maybe not even yes. in that order. Forget about that. Yeah, nationalism too. You're right. All right. See, I like you, people, so you people agree. Get that, people get that, uh, and I try to tell people this even today, like, don't let the government and the media pump you up with this false sense of patriotism to where you know where you, you feel because it happened to me now after 9-11 i was so sure uh, everyone was Amer- american this, well you think at pearl harbor yeah, and, yeah. i mean they, and, and it's almost like that that's the desired response is that they want they pump you full of this patriotic you know uh propaganda and, right. and before you know it you're, you're willing oh yeah go to war yes yes you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's it's the curry public favor that's i almost whole- feel like there's a whole point of government to keep people <laughs> thinking they need that, that they're in danger. Yes, and they have to. You know, we need the government and we need this this uh, nationalist ardor to be safe. God, isn't that just a cold shit war? way to live? Can't we just all be cool to but each will other? Will it ever change? Right? No, it will not. No, because there's too many people and too much money to be made. Well, exactly, and people want power. Yeah, money but, and power. Know, in this day and age, though, and I keep telling people this: What do we need countries for anyway? What would happen what if the United States borders? broke up? 
So, so the only thing I, me and everyone have had this talk before. The only thing is currency. If we do dissolve borders, which is not a bad idea, we've got to figure out a universal currency. And that's where things start to get a little Well, you know, I don't even know if you need a universal currency. You just need competing currencies. And right. believe me, the economists okay. know the currency that's the most valuable will win out. Oh, yeah. 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 And so, and you know, what? what is the dominant currency? Because, you know, it used to be the dollar and it's not anymore. Well, there's still, yeah. I mean, the euro took over. Am I wrong? Well, it's still dominant, like, but the, a lot of these people are saying they want to change, not even to the dollar, maybe the renminbi, the uh, Chinese yuan. Oh, right, right, right. But renminbi is I thought really, that was yen. Oh, is that Japanese? Uh, yen is Japanese, right. and uh, yuan is, uh, although the, the technical renminbi is the- uh, Renminbi, huh? Yeah, the Chinese uh, currency. And people are moving toward, you know, like oil and everything on right. all these markets is in dollars, mm-hmm. but they do want to go to a different currency, maybe the euro. But uh, like I say, I don't know. I like Bitcoin went over 5000 yesterday. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's gnarly. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Someone made some money, huh? Oh, God. I wish it was me. I didn't. I you know, I had a buddy, uh, a guy that was actually on the uh, on the Surreal Talk show a couple times. His name is Alex. He was one of our guests. And uh, he bought into Bitcoin. He spent like 500 bucks. Man, I want to say four years ago. Oh, he's a millionaire then if he did that. Uh, well, he's not a millionaire. I think he said he's got. He checked in. It's like thirty thousand. Thirty-two thousand is what that's he. That's all, having. huh? That's what he. That's what he told me. He ended up. When having. was this though? Because it's I'm, gone up like. I mean, it's oh, this had been six or eight or months something. ago when he told me that. Yeah, he, he was even, thinking about selling it. You know, I actually haven't talked to him since then. I had to call him today. He's and be up like, over hey, hundred grand. I'll like, bet hey, by bro, now. You know, yeah. after what happened yesterday. Yeah, listen, he's yeah, he's in, on the Riviera somewhere. Yeah. I don't know, maybe a hundred grand, but but still. well, he told he told me about eight months ago. He said that he had just checked it out of nowhere because he bought it when he was like uh, first in college. He was like, yeah, sure, why not? Because he had money left over from his grant, so he's like, I'm gonna nice. buy Bitcoin or whatever. And uh, he checked, he was up over like thirty two grand. And he was like, holy shit! So he was telling me he was thinking about selling it. Way I don't know if now. he ever did. Yeah, so yeah, I might want to call. Yeah, him it's today. really like, hey, jumped bro, What happened? <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, a little few birthdays today. I got uh, Lily Langtree. 1853, Jersey Lily, born on the Isle of Jersey. Beautiful woman, apparently, one of the most beautiful women of all time. Uh, She was banging uh, Edward VII, Mm. one of his mistresses. Uh, Remember Judge Roy Bean? Negative. Uh, you ever like um, you never seen the movie Judge Roy Bean with Paul Newman? He was like the the only uh, law west of the Pecos. He's a guy that set himself up. He as a, called himself the hanging judge, (laughs) which you know he only hung two people apparently, and one of them I think fell. How did he get that name? Well, you, you hang one person, you yeah. know, you get these. There's a saying All there. of a sudden, yeah, you get, you get, people give you a title. Yeah. So anyway, he was a very interesting guy, but he was in love. There's a, there's actually a city called Langtree, Texas, because he was in love with Lily Langtree. Saw her picture and had it all over the place. Oh, really? Also in a movie called The Westerner with Walter Brennan, who actually won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in 1940 for playing Judge Roy Bean. And he's in love with Lily Langtree, and Gary Cooper shoots him, and but he finally gets to see her at the end. But anyway, uh, actress and uh, interesting woman. Oh, here's something. Played else. around with Gladstone too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. William Ewart Gladstone, Prime Minister. Italy declared war on his former Axis partner Germany today. Oh yeah, well, if, I thought that was cool. We won anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anybody's got Italy on their side, you know, you're fighting basically with one hand tied behind your back. Uh, Cornell Wilde, 1912. Know him? He's an actor. He was actually national fencing champion. So I he like made, fencing. Yeah, he made some uh, uh, watch uh, at Swords Point. I think we got it on the site. I think I had really? Everett uh, put it up for you us. You watch like fencing competitions? That shit's really cool, man. But it's so over so quick. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, what? What happened? 
you, you can't even see it. Dude, it's it's pretty cool. I like those yeah. fencing competitions. I'll watch them like remember, on sometimes they'll air on ESPN and stuff. Remember they had that uh, was in seventy two or seventy six. They had a uh, some kind of. Uh, conspiracy or surreal where where they had the thing because uh, you know you touch it and the thing goes off oh yeah 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 well they had the thing rigged so you didn't have to touch anybody and it went off anyway really yeah yeah there was a big uh, conspiracy or you know there was a big uh, oh I can believe that a big yeah. scandal about yeah, this. scandal. Thing. Really? Right, at the Olympics. Assholes. I don't know who it was. Probably the Russians, you know, or the East Germans or something. They had it. Yeah, so they had their tips made, you know, so they didn't have to touch and they still got the yeah, uh, that's yeah. Check that out. I just can't fathom why people would cheat, man. Yeah, it it's a competition. The way, listen, your track stars got dicks. You know, your women, <laughs> right? So what right. the hell? That's not really <laughs> big deal. Fixing the point of a you know the the button on a sword. Uh, definitely. So anyway, that's Cornell Wilde. He's a good actor. I liked him in The Naked Prey too. He's like he he's on this uh, safari, and they catch him and his buddies you know and uh boy they, what they do to that they torture but this since he's the Real? leader yeah it's africa and they're gonna let this guy have a shot go run because we want to have some fun with you oh no and they, they chase him that? down and he gets he's pretty good though he kills one and it's, it's good it's called the naked prey the naked prey huh yeah he directed it too uh let's see lenny bruce 1925 no i don't know him you, you got a lot of older people yeah I, well, I was born in 83 well i'm surprised you don't know lenny bruce though uh-huh. he's like the third greatest stand-up comic of all time supposedly no behind prior Pryor for sure george carlin ah oh, george yeah. carlin's amazing lenny well they made a movie about this guy too you gotta check out uh, uh, lenny with lenny? dustin hoffman and uh valerie perrine was his girlfriend uh some stripper that he was banging and uh but uh, he got in a lot of trouble because he said, you know, he said cocksucker and stuff on, on wow. stage. And they, oh, yep, they, they got him. Uh, so, and I think he actually, uh, we ought to refer to these, uh, our Yiddish uh, people that speak Yiddish. But he, I always use this term schmuck. I didn't know schmuck meant a dick. Did you know that? Schmuck means dick? Yeah. It supposedly means what penis in Yiddish. I thought it meant like dumb. Dummy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this guy's dumb. Like what a uh, schmuck. Apparently, yeah. So anyway, so, so he used Ju- that. Jewish, Jewish, that, that means dick. Apparently. So I call a Jewish guy a schmuck. He's going to probably punch probably him. Probably not a good idea. Okay, yeah. Right on, right on. That's good to know. know See, that. I've been learning shit every day. I hang around with you. I learn stuff. Well, you're going to learn about Margaret Thatcher, who's my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite uh, leaders. She kicked some Argentinian ass. <laughs> she was a British prime minister, right? Yes. Uh, uh, 79 to 90. Uh, cut down on a lot of their, you know, actually the socialist privatized a lot of their uh, industry, cut down income taxes, you know, did all the stuff that I keep well, so She was pretty good on, for the country On then, Tony, huh? yeah. So anyway, she they actually tried to kill her. Uh, they, had a, they were trying to blow up a hotel she was in, Brighton, in 84. Oh, bummer. Just missed her. Blew up her toilet pretty good, though. Yeah, had she been sitting on the pot, I think she would have been they? done. Uh, the IRA. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, they are making a little statement there. Uh, let's see. I got a couple of little things about her. She was a chemist. Went and in fact, whenever you eat, you like soft serve ice cream. Oh yeah. She was one of. The, I think she was one of the developers of it. Well, one gosh. of the inventors worked with the inventors because at first it was all hard ice cream, uh-huh. and I guess they put more air into it or something or whatever. And soft serve ice cream. Soft Margaret Thatcher. Great. Her real name is Margaret Hilda Roberts. Well, I wonder why she went by Thatcher. Was that a married name? Yeah, I assume? Dennis. Dennis okay. Thatcher was her husband. And uh, anything else about her? She's been portrayed 45 times in films. Really? Yeah. So something I find interesting about Margaret Thatcher is she was a woman in a position of power in the late 70s, early 80s. And now here in America, like, it's just funny because Britain was there 35 years, 40 years ago. You know what I mean? Now we're all like, we need a woman as president around here. Well, it's it's not that big of a concept. You know, it's not. It's been happening everywhere. Before you you had that, you had Queen Elizabeth. You had Queen Victoria. I mean, you know, so... 
Yeah, they've had just, monarchs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for charge, sure, yeah. And uh, they had absolute power. Absolutely, yeah. And I don't have a problem with women being in charge. Not at all. Neither do I. Just make sure it's the right one. Yeah. I mean, everyone Hillary, going, I got a problem with it. Uh, can't see, do it. She and, uh, she and Bill aren't talking to each other. Oh, well, fuck. Well, who do you grope and fondle now? I think he's on his uh, pedophile island or oh, something. Oh, yeah, him and old Jeffrey Epstein, huh? Yeah, right, exactly. Sick That's, fuckers. What do you think about Harvey? Speaking of... That is horrible. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he looks like oh, he's the type of guy he's that a would, goon, isn't he? Gosh, he just looks like I'm very rich. Like he, he's just that dirty old man. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But like, he's not the only one. Believe me, they're tearing oh, no, the lid Hollywood, off. The- Hollywood is is embroiled in scandals yeah, I mean, right now, it, and as yeah. far as pedophilia, sex Steeped scandals. Oh yeah. yeah, it's bad. But it's nothing new though. No, I mean, no, no. And and a lot of these former child actors are coming out and actually saying like like look, and the guys, problem too. is legit serious. Okay, I mean it's legit a, a serious issue that we need to have addressed in Hollywood. But don't you, know wouldn't I mean? you say? Look, I lived in L.A. Okay, I've never been there. I don't think anybody would be shocked that it has anything to do with Hollywood, that this stuff goes on. It's the hypocrisy of it, that you know we're feminists and we're for women or oh. or gays or whatever, because the guys get it too. Right. This guy, I forget, I was, yeah, some young guy, 17, getting groped, uh, well, stuff hell, like that. Elijah Wood, the guy from yeah. Lord of the Rings, he okay. came out and said that the, the problem with pedophilia in Hollywood is the biggest problem in Hollywood right now, and it's <laughs> running rampant. This is the guy from Lord of the Rings. He's been in movies since he was a little boy. You know what I mean? Started. He was in um, Good Son, I believe, with so, Macaulay Culkin. But he said yes. And he was actually abused? Uh, well, I, he didn't come right out and say that, but he said that, like that the pedophilia... Now, Corey Haim, you know, the two Corey's, yeah, Corey Feldman, right, Corey Haim. Right. So Corey Haim just committed suicide yeah, a couple years himself, back. Yeah. Okay, so his buddy, Corey Feldman, came out and said that, uh, look, pedophilia in Hollywood is insane. He's like, it is directly responsible for my friend Corey Haim's death. He's like, I cannot tell you exactly what happened, but we he was passed around like a Jesus. like a party utensil from the big, How, big executives and all that. Well, I think we know this, this, is, this extends... Believe me, has tentacles everywhere. He he allegedly. How far do you think this is going to go? What do you think is going to happen? I mean, is this really going to tear the hell, tear the lid it's, off of Hollywood? I, I don't care what happens. I think they should expose everybody involved. I don't care. Will they? I don't care. But if, will they? No, they won't. I don't. I don't care if it ruins fifty people's careers and hundred people Believe go to jail. Me, more I, than I that. do not care. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. No, it won't because there's too many, too much money involved. Too much money, too much power. But uh, Corey, Corey, you think Weinstein will do time? Because uh, Tony and I had this debate. He certainly should. I don't know. Well, well I don't. You Roman know what? Wait, 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 what was did. his? What was his actual charge? What is he being charged with? Well, did you see? I was reading this morning that he actually had a clause in his contract that you know any any uh, suits against him for this he has to pay or whatever comes out of his pay. It's in his contract. Like well, the they first knew one. he was a yeah, dirty motherfucker then. Wow. What does that tell you? they still gave him yeah. a job. Hollywood doesn't give well, a it's fuck, his, It's his company. City of Sin, baby. They're what do you mean? He's things. a guy giving company. Yeah, he's a guy in charge. Wow. That's like, you know, uh, Sam Goldwyn or something. Uh, well, yeah, he runs a studio. Well, so. and, and that's going to be saying you knew who Charlie Sheen is. Obviously, everyone knows who Charlie Sheen yeah. is. Uh, Corey, now, Corey... Haim was in a movie with Corey Feldman and Charlie Sheen okay. in the early 80s called Lucas. Have you ever seen it? It's about a little boy that was a kind of a nerd and he wanted to be on the football team. Either way. Kind of a Rudy. That good yeah, kind of, kind of but he, that, but uh, Charlie Sheen was like the jock football player okay. quarterback and his girlfriend was the girl that... That's the ner- a bit of miscasting, but all right. Right. Yeah. Well, um, they said that on, directly on the set of that movie was when... Charlie Sheen molested Corey Haynes. Wow, Charlie Sheen did. Yeah, this is what Corey oh Feldman says. He said, wow. he's like, I can't tell you the story. Now, when did you learn when did you hear about this? So you've uh, known about this for a couple months ago is when I've heard was when I actually heard about it. But yeah, you can go on uh, there's oh, there's sure. all kinds of interviews I'm right sure now with Corey Feldman right now that, that that tells you 
all kinds of weird shit about Hollywood. Well, this dude's totally had, coming out about it. The problem I had with it, you know, Tony's uh, argument is, you may agree with this, in which case I'll kick you out of the show, <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, that these women, my problem is, where have you been all these years? Now, Gwyneth Paltrow, these are some big women. Right. Ashley well, Judd, well, A-list women. So so here's what the deal is, I assume. They didn't want to say anything at the beginning of their careers. I and get that's it. How, and that's how he's, that's how this monster prays. Now, but now, once, that's my, yeah, but my argument is, once you're big time, so listen, oh, I made it. I'm going right, to bring this prick out. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell people what happened. Um, I think they should, but I, I and I, and I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. I pro- I think it's probably a hard thing to do for them to just bring, to just say this guy's a pervert. You know what I mean? Uh, can anyone else stand with me? And finding people to st- actually stand with you is probably going to be the but issue. But you know, have you watched? If not, it just looks like a grudge. But it looks like I mean, now more of the stuff's coming out on Facebook where they have little jokes uh, like at, at these awards things it's, and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's sick, man. It's sick. So it's got to be reasonably. It, oh, it's real. It can't be a secret. No, it's it's got to be real. And then they got, did you hear that gal on uh, the wire? She was wired? Uh-uh. Oh, she had a wire on. Because she went to him. You got to check this out. It's on Facebook or whatever. Really? You can find it easy. Um, yeah, she was in New York. She went to him and he he made a play for her and she went to the police. And they said, well, you got to prove it. Or So she wore a wire and went back. And it's... Oh, it's pretty I'm bad. I'm begging huh? you. I'm begging. Come in. Come in. Come, let, oh, I've, you know, I've done it before. Stuff like it's, it's crazy. Oh my. Yeah. God. I mean, that guy's just a piece of. He's swine, a pig, man. man. He's a swine. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, we got a few deaths today. Uh, let's see. E.C. No Seeger. Ever heard of him? No, I heard of Bob Seeger. Uh, this guy's uh, <laughs> Chester. Ever been to Chester, Illinois? I don't think so. This guy was a guy that did Popeye. Oh, well, yes, I have been to, I have been to Chester. have seen the big Popeye? Yes, yes, I have That's been to where Chester, he's born. Illinois. He's really? born in, C- in Chester, Illinois. He died in uh, 18, uh, 1958. Uh, you know, uh, got a couple of trivia questions. You know Popeye's ne- uh, nephews? Popeye's nephews. Uh, olive oil and Brutus were the people that... Right, Bluto. The, the, the Remember big him? wimpy guy with the burgers. Wimpy, yeah. Um, Alice the Goon. Yeah. My favorite. I like Popeye. Remember that? Yeah, I do not remember his nephew's name. Peepie, Poopie, Popeye, and Pippie. Wow. Pretty good. Peepie, yeah. Poopie, Popeye, and Pippie. Popeye and Pippie, yeah. Oh, wow. And remember the Sea Hag? Remember she was oh, pretty yeah, good, Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, the Sea Hag. Yeah, he was, yeah he, was, he died in 1958. Um, Popeye was a good show. Joaquin Murat. Yeah. 1815 this is one of uh this is the guy that napoleon calls in the cavalry man you know and it's like hey we need the charge things right. are looking tough you know and and uh win one for the gipper stuff call murat and he charges in and he was a cavalry very rather dashing fellow you know and uh, married napoleon's sister actually oh yeah so what the hell make him king of naples okay right Might as well he's cool yeah that, and he's all right with that and this guy like i said considers himself kind of a playboy Anyway, so he after Napoleon's deposed, he wants Naples back. I said, "What the hell? I ain't, you know, I'm just that's just my brother-in-law." Right. So he tries to incite some uh, a resurrection, uh, an insurrection in uh, Cabiria, which is like the toe of the boot of Italy. Right. Kicking Sicily. Uh-huh. So anyway, no, no, no. They catch him, and we're going to execute the bastard. So they line him up, but I love his his final line here: "Soldiers, do your duty, straight to the heart, but spare the face." <laughs> you know, so kind of. You At least know. he kept a little bit of humor. Yeah, hey, listen, don't muss my hair, blow me away. Let but, me uh, get an open casket. Yeah, you know. come on now, don't mess up my face. So anyway, fire. So that's kind of cool. And he went supposedly went strutting up there. How no do you blind feel about firing squads? Like, do you I feel like I'd that's a legit? Yeah, I mean that's like almost hanging. legitimate. 
like I'm a execution man myself. You know that that would probably be the most efficient. That's got to be the most efficient. But I'm saying easy on the person. I don't know. A lethal injection seems pretty easy because it just passes it. you out, right? You just go to sleep know, and don't wake up. Sometimes. No, no. I don't know. That's sodium pentanol? No, that's not what that is. It's that's supposed to be painless, but uh, yeah. you don't die. It takes a while. It takes like 20 minutes, I think, you know, for that uh, to actually. figure out a more efficient way. To yeah. Electric chair painful like as fuck, but it yeah. only takes you just like 20 seconds. Yeah, sometimes over. that doesn't work. Sometimes you need more charges and stuff. Can you imagine how, like, sitting in the chair, you just got shocked. You're not dead. Not dead, yeah. They you're smoking. We got a. We gotta kick it up a notch, huh? Yeah, know, can yeah, you imagine right. being that person? No, I don't want to. Be, but it's better than like you know, I mean, because you know, when they put your head on the block, a lot of times they'd miss and stuff, and they really make a mess out of it. You know, like I think Mary Queen of Scots, it took a couple of shots to get her. Really? Yeah. So you just never know. And uh, I think the same thing with uh, although no, I don't think it was Thomas Moore because he gave the guy a pretty good tip. See, that's the other thing. That's the key. Take take some money with you up to the block. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to pay that axeman, or or he may he may. Make Screw it rough it on you. Yeah, he may take three or four whacks. So, yeah. So Shit. you see that in some of these movies where they actually give the guy coin. It's not a bad idea. That's Yeah, but gosh, that's just a gnarly thing. <laughs> I got to pay this dude or he's going to make my death horrible. And then, as is if it's not already. How about the gas chamber? Die. What do you think about the gas chamber? Oh, man. So what, what was used in the gas chamber? That, cyanide. They drop cyanide, cyanide into this. Yeah, they drop it into, I don't know, what is it? Uh they have they have the fluid and they drop drop the cyanide tablets or whatever in capsules into that. Oh, and it produces and it, the right the, the fumes come out and then kills you. So that's interesting. How long does that take? That takes a few minutes. Yeah, it's not instantaneous. Obviously, 10, 15 that minutes sucks. Yeah, they actually had that in Double Indemnity. I don't know if you ever seen that with Fred mm. McMurray. No, and uh, they they actually had the scene in the gas chamber. They thought that was a little too gruesome, so they they cut it. But then Susan Hayward in I Want to Live, her Academy Award winning. Uh, 1957, which or no 58, uh, they had the scene where she goes to the gas chamber. I think she's one of the first in California to, women to die. Uh, not Susan Hayward, but the person she's portraying. Right. So they had a pretty good depiction of what it was like. That's just that's, yeah. That sucks. I it, it's, I find it hard to try to come to terms with like my own demise. Like you <laughs> yeah, know, what I, I, mean? I try to avoid thinking yeah, about it. Gosh. Yeah. Well, and, and that brings me to something that happened on October 13th, 1972. What happened? Uh, the Uruguayan rugby team on their oh, way yeah. to Chile, uh, cra- the plane crashed in the mm-hmm. Andes Mountains, and they were forced to eat the crash victims to survive. 16 of the 45 were rescued. Cannibalism. 45 people on the plane. Yeah, I read the book. 16 made it two months later. There's also the Donner Party. You probably know about them, too. They were going, they were going to California, uh-huh. took a shortcut, got caught in the Sierra Nevadas. Snowstorm. They were laid up for like a month, forty some really? days, and they think they they think they ate some people. Yep, yeah. There's plenty when of meat out there. Eighteen uh, forties, I believe. Yeah. Gosh, that sucks. Yeah, the Donner Party. Check them out. So cannibalism, um, and in fact, uh, I think uh, Virchow probably would have uh, objected to that because you don't get trichinosis from eating. You know, eating sometimes the the meat from a, a corpse is infected with trichina, which is like a worm, it's a, a parasite, prion, right? It's a parasite. It's a parasite. Yeah. Well, I know you get that. That you prion. Can't eat, is it prion? Yeah. You can't get. You get that. Cephalitis. Uh, yeah. Bovine encephalitis. Yeah. From uh, mad cow eat, disease. Exactly. This is pork. So, so you get trichinosis from that. Ah. Uncooked okay. pork. Uh, and so Virchow worms, looked yeah, into so that. Yeah. Worms, right? Virchow looked into that. Virchow, though, you know, Mister Triad, he, he kind of missed the boat on a couple of things. Didn't didn't buy into the germ theory. Uh, you know, thought Pasteur was a little nutty. Well, 
we know who won that battle. Yeah. And he wasn't into Darwinism either, so he thought evolution was kind of a crock, too. Well, that's his own fault. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, you know, you want somebody to hold it against him. Yeah, you want to do an autopsy on him. He's the guy to have. But uh, anyway, that's about it for me. Uh, oh, in 2016, a couple of deaths. Bhumipal, the guy that was, uh, and I, I'm going to screw this, Abu Yadej, he was the uh, Thai, uh, the king of Thailand. Oh, really? 70 years. He died in 2016. Wow. Yeah, he was the longest serving uh, any head of state uh, when he died a year ago today. And so did Dario Fo, who's got some interesting plays, if you like Italian uh Harlequinade sort of uh, drama. Check out Dario Fo. Dario Fo. P H O or F O? F O. F O. I got another thing here. Yeah. So, um, the Shroud of Turn. Are you familiar with the Shroud of Turn? Sure. Okay, so that's like the supposedly. Haven't the, they done the carbon testing on that? So in 1988, October oh, okay. 13th, 1988. Okay. Right. It's been revered by many Christians as Christ's burial cloth. It was shown by carbon dating tests to be fake on right. this day. How old was it? They, they said say? it was from the Middle Ages. Right, right. Yeah, like 14th, 14th century. Yeah, 13, 1400s right. they or whatever. Carbon dating on it. Carbon dating on it, yeah. So yeah, who cares? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't. I just think that that was funny. Uh, a lot of people put a lot of stock in that shroud of turn before you know that was a, a big Christian artifact. You know, right, Jesus right. was buried in, or he would always right the shroud. Yeah, it's what was, he laid on the the, right. in the tomb after he you know. Before now, didn't the they actually? How about the spear of Longinus too? They had that too, didn't they? The spear supposedly oh, the, the guy spear jabbed, of destiny, right? Or Longinus, I think it was called. Right, maybe it had a different name too, but they thought that was you know the one that the, the Roman the Roman guy hit yeah. him in the ribs with. I think I they called they the spear that. of Longinus. Yeah, well, has I that think been? They did have I'm wondering if that's been. Yeah, I wonder if that's been debunked or, you know, with carbon-14 dating. I wonder why I can't remember. I, I think I've... Now, what do they use for, like, old... I mean, carbon's only, like, four, the, the half-life's, like, 14,000 years or something. It's not that large. 50,000 years, something like that? Well... Nickel argon, is, it, is, it, is that what they use for... No, a potassium argon? You know, I'm honestly not sure for on that. For the real old shit, you yeah. know, the rocks. You know, yeah, yeah. The Devonian and all that stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty recognized as, like, a legitimate... Yeah, dating thing. Right. I mean, you know, scientifically, it's it's legit. Well, for I mean, our non-scientific listeners, basically, what you have here is isotopes of carbon fourteen. What we usually see, what you're made of, is mostly almost all carbon twelve. Yes, carbon fourteen has actually an it's an isotope. It has more neutrons. It has the same amount of protons in the in the uh, nucleus, but it has more neutrons. Well, this is a radioactive element. By radioactive, that means it decays. Yes, which means after like I believe it's fifty thousand something, fifty six thousand years or something. So you take a big blob of carbon-14, after 56,000 years, you're going to have half. You're going to have half of that. Half yeah. of that, right. Yeah. If you got like a kilogram, you got half a kilogram. And then another 50,000 years, you're going to have a quarter kilogram. Right. So you, that's how you date these things. You can figure out how much carbon-14 is in, say, the Shroud of Turin. Right. And they know by how much the um, the uh, ratio of carbon-14 to carbon-12, which isn't radioactive, they can figure out how old it is. Yeah. So for more recent stuff, I heard they were just studying like the amount of isotopes and things like because prior to like nineteen what forty something there, there were, were none they, at all. They started testing nuclear yeah. bombs and now and now so then now they can so just now you have radioactive right elements. Yes. But the interesting thing about radioactivity, which I could never get my arm my my head around, like you know I'm how old are you? I am thirty five. Oh, right, you're thirty five. I'm fifty four. Odds are. I'm going to be dead before you are. You know what I mean? Because I'm older. I'm 20 years older than you. <laughs> well, yeah. Interesting thing, although with your lifestyle, I'm going to put the money on me. Yeah, I think you're a little bit healthier than I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen what you eat. So anyway, uh, but the thing about it, carb, you take a carbon-14 atom, you can have one that's 100,000 years old. You can have one that's one year old. There's absolutely no difference no in which difference. one is going to decay first, which is really interesting, isn't it? Right. You would think the one that's been around for a longer time 
has more of an aptitude or has more uh, uh, inclination to decay. But that is not that. That's that is not what happens. It's completely no, well, random. Maybe maybe that one that that's was quantum a, physics that's, that's been quantum. around for fourteen thousand mm-hmm. years was part of the kilogram of carbon fourteen, and that decayed to half, and now you've got half. But here's you know Correct. that's why it's been around. But still, for, there's no you but can't. There's yeah. no difference. Exactly between those the two. predilection to decay as you know even though it's half or whatever exactly right. the same the age of the, the atom makes no difference whatsoever which I always thought was fascinating now here another thing while we're on the subject of radiation uh the Fukushima plant. Yeah. What, what now? Have you heard some of the reports as to how bad that actually is, yeah, as far as leaking into the ocean? There, there's there's fish and whales and sharks coming up with cancer. I mean, clear into Hawaii, like lumps and tumors on them from this. And they and they they completely downplay the situation as yeah. to it's not as bad as it. That's oh, it's no big deal. But I mean, literally, it's leaking all into the Pacific Ocean. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. I'll check it out. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't do know how looking, much was released. Into yeah. that, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got uh, radiation, unfortunately, and, and what it does to DNA is what happens ugh, yes. because that's what they call ionizing radiation. Yeah, they, it breaks, just breaks the strands. It ionizes right? it. Yeah, it, which means that when it says when something's ionized, it's charged. Like something's neutral. Uh-huh. If you ionize it, now it's got an electric charge. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. You, you remove right, electrons right. from it. That's DNA does not like that to happen, ugh. and you get mutations, and you get all kinds of problems. Like the three-headed fish, or whatever the fish with a dick, yeah. stuff like that. The fish you know, with the dick. <laughs> you know, the fish with pubic hair. You know, we like to oh, we like to spice man. up the show with profanity. Oh, hey, Jerry Rice is fifty-three or fifty-five years old today. Probably the greatest receiver of all time, I guess. Right, San Francisco 49ers. Who else, who else had a birthday that was kind of interesting? Sasha Baron Conan. Oh uh, no, I was thinking of. Um, 1947, um, the guy Montrose, Sammy Hagar. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. It is his birthday. Yeah, he's 70, man. Can you believe that? And he wears it so well. Oh, you know, he's good. he's about the same age as Bill Clinton. Daltrey, so, Daltrey's so, 70 something too. So look at look at oh god, look at um, look at Clinton's nose. Sammy Hagar, he did what 40 years of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Look at How him. Do he they look, do it? He's killing it at 70. I looks know. great. Bill Clinton, 40 years of politics. He looks like he's going to die. Oh, he looks horrible. He looks like he's going to die. I almost think he may have AIDS. I don't oh, know. He gosh. looks terrible. He looks he like he's looks wasting away. bad, dude. Even bad. for 70, yes, he looks he terrible. He looks bad. So, something. I think, yeah, I think well, something's I, eating him away. Uh, uh, he looks too awful. Although, you know, 40 or 50 years with Hillary will do that to you. Nick Nick Faldo got a divorce today in 1998. Nick Faldo, the golfer. Oh, the golfer, yeah. Yeah, Nick Faldo. Mm-hmm. Probably some model. Lucky bastard. Um, Roger Maris did you got like, married. Did you today. like Montrose? Bad motor scooter? Ma- oh, Montrose. That was... Uh, yeah, Ronnie Montrose. Uh, Hagar was the lead Hagar, singer. Hagar, yes, yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. No, they were all right. They weren't like my favorite. Ha- yeah. I, I like Hagar and Halen. I like Van Halen. Oh, okay. But, well, but yeah, no, good it's not bad. No. solo too, you know. Uh, anybody else uh, you'd like to bring up? No, I mean, I, that's about all I've got, man. Any movie openings on this day? We like to... We, well, we've already discussed Hollywood at length. The sordid underbelly of Hollywood. Uh, James Earl Ray, assassin of Martin Luther King, wed his wife this day in 78, 1978. Wow, he's, 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 he's crazy women fall in love with a guy in jail. Although he got away. Maybe he got her when he... You remember he escaped? What year did he assassinate Martin Luther King? 68. Okay, so but he escaped. He was, yeah, oh, he, he escaped from prison? Oh, yeah. He oh, got away man, for like three weeks. Know how did I know Oh, yeah. They got him that. in London. He, Get the fuck yeah, out of here. He got away. He made it all the way across it. Yeah, no, yeah. Gnarly. He's from bad. Alton, you know. That's bad. No. He's from Alton. Yeah. He's a, he's a metro boy. Get the hell he's out of here. He's a James local. He's from yeah. Alton. Alton, Illinois. Wow. Yeah. So I there like you go. I like doing the show with you, Armand. I learn <laughs> the entire time we do the podcast, I am just learning. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> the great. whole point. It's great. Yes, I love it. 
See, that's Tony's problem. He, he should be learning when he's trying to inculcate yeah. teaching. Well, and, and you know, that's, uh, and I, I'm guilty of this myself. The biggest problem in communication today is that people don't, um, people don't listen to listen. They listen, they're waiting to respond. They're right. not listening to pe- most right, people. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself as well. When I've got something important to say, I, I totally dismiss what someone's saying so that I don't lose it. But a lot of people don't. They don't listen to, to understand. They, they, they're, they're listening basically to be polite so that they can, they're waiting for their yeah, turn yeah. to talk well, yeah. is what it is. You know? And that's just a huge communication break. Now, a lot of people learn, need to learn to listen. Well, more. Like, we're included. on your show. I mean, I know, I don't know what the hell, you know, when you're talking, right. I, I assume you know more than I do. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count on that. Well, on those <laughs> subjects, yeah. Some of those subjects, right. maybe. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I want to hear what you have to say. I got my area of expertise. Uh, and That's you're right, called wisdom. You fair know? enough. You know? I, I just I, I try to check myself all the time with that. Like, you know, maybe you weren't listening good enough. Maybe you should ask this person, hey, start over again so that I can. Oh, yeah. Because, because a lot of time I do have something to say, and, I, and I'll be sitting there, and I'm just waiting my turn to talk, and, I, and I'm like getting myself, wait, I'm not even paying attention to what this guy's saying. Shut up, Eric. Calm your mind and listen to this guy. Like, you know, even if you lose that thought, it's more important to be, I, I'm trying to be a good listener as well. But, you know what I mean? You know, the thing is, and the, the key is to be a good talker, try to be interesting, which is what we try to do on this show and obviously your oh, show. Yeah. It's like, what do our listeners want? I mean, I, we can go over, there's a million people born on this date and we can talk about whatever. You know, but m- most of it for me, I what just What does everybody like, want to hear? Right, well, like, I just Claudius, like having, I think it's fascinating. I just like having good conversations and I think right. a lot of people that like listen. No, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's yeah, the we thing. We all like it. When we, st- when, I, when, I, when we started our show, Everett and I, we were, we were our worst critics, uh, and, and we just didn't know how to properly have a conversation with each other without it getting uh, people, you know, wh- whether he get mad, I get mad, whatever the case yeah. may be, disagreements, facts, this, that. We just didn't properly know how to have a conversation. And, and at Brothers, we've, been, we've, we've known each other our entire lives, and we could talk, small talk bullshit, but we didn't properly know how to converse with each other. And that's something that's great. Something that I'm trying to get better at well, is to be a conversation. You guys know how to converse with each other, but yes. you know how to converse that somebody who doesn't know you guys would be interested by the conversation. Right. No, yeah, no, like, well, and and see, that's the thing, like, try to invite a rando into the show, into the studio to try to talk with the things about. It's a little bit different because I think Everett kind of gets where I'm going with most things and can finish off where if I can't find the right words to pick up what I'm trying to put down, he'll Mm -hmm. be like, oh, well, maybe this is what you're talking about. And he can even save my conversation sometimes. I do the same for him, you know. Uh, we just know each other, but yeah. But you also have a, an advantage because some of the, well, almost all the stuff you guys discuss is inherently fascinating. Oh, gosh, That's yeah. the whole point. And, th- and you know, that's what people want to know. That's what got you know us into it. And yeah, I just like right. having the conversations. The subjects are good. The I mean, to sit around good. and, you know, show, history sometimes is dry. We try to spice it up yeah. with like like Claudius dying from an enema is kind of yes. cool yeah. I thought well yeah so like that's to why put I bring a nice it up. spin on that people will, will think is yeah. like oh so no way that guy died that. from poison in his ass wow right, yeah. right. Yeah. They, might, they might take that fact sure. and regurgitate that two or three times today and people like that and people like that yeah exactly right so they might know you know and, and if essentially you're just making the world smarter Armand Oh well, yeah, you know, I mean, that's what it is, man. <laughs> one factoid at a time. One fact at a time. You're but I still can't get a girlfriend. Knowledge. I, know, I got a date tonight, <laughs> though. We'll see. Well, good luck on that. All though. right, thank you. And uh, what's the show tomorrow? What's surreal talk tomorrow? Um, we are doing mind control. MK Uh-oh. Ultra Project Monarch. Uh, is that basically the Minister Goat stuff? That's, yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yes. Well, did you see the movie? A little. Yeah, I did see the movie. It's a little of the men that stare at goat stuff, kind of. But yeah, uh, it's it's it should be a really good. Oh, I want to check that really out. Really good one. I'm excited about Great. it. Yeah. So so everybody check out Surreal Talk tomorrow at what three o'clock Central Time? Yeah, three o'clock Central. That's uh, live, Saturday. so you get to yeah, see these live, guys. Yeah. Podcast yeah. will be uh, Monday. So okay, we'll be back. We'll be back Monday also. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for having for me on, Armand. I appreciate Eric. it. And thanks everybody for listening. Talk to you next week.
This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.